Well, hey, Smelly Bellies, fancy seeing you here. On this wonderful episode 41 of the Smelly Cast, we get to get a trip report from Phil. He tells us all about his recent trip to the Ecuador, or as I like to call it, Equator. And uh, we hear about the wonderful film, the film impacts he was able to make, the people he was able to meet, Andrea Ortega, and so much more. Can't wait for you guys to listen in. Here we go. to be talking to you today i know it's good man it's good to do this again it's another beautiful day and you know why i'm so excited why because we get another trip report trip report number two trip report i love a trip report give me a trip report trip report everybody trip report trip report all day uh uh Alright, let's just cut that and make that our new intro for Trip Reports. Every time. <laughs> yeah, I have the pleasure of leading us into the Trip Report. This time, we're going to talk about an excursion I made to Sul America. Now, Michael, the question is, do you have a frosty beverage to review? Um, n- no, not today. Uh, I, I just I wasn't prepared. And okay, no worries. What about you? No, Do you have a frosty beverage? I, I don't either. But that's not a surprise to anybody who listens to this. Uh, well, I will say that I did drink a lot of Inca Cola while I was in Quito, Ecuador. Yes! So much Inca Cola. I love Inca Cola. Okay, so let me just give kind of background of why I went to Quito, and then I'll explain Inca Cola. Okay? Okay. So Mike, Michael is actually the person who introduced me to Inca Cola. I would not have known about it had he not gone to Peru um, right after high school. So... Anyway, I uh, go to film school, as many of you know, and one of the things that my school does is they have several sister schools all around the world, and one of the sister schools is in Quito, Ecuador, and it's called La Universidad de las Americas, or the University of the Americas, and they have a film program there too, and they do workshops over the summer for other students, and so we go down, teachers from our school go down, and this is the third year they've done it, and they teach a one-week intensive and they teach it two times. So two different groups, two classes. So this is our third year, and they had three classes. They had one on intro to production. And then this is they've done that for three years. The second this is the second year for the directing intensive, which is what I went down to translate. And then the third was, you know, motion graphics, animation, after effects, all that stuff. Cool. So I went down, this is the second year, new teacher teaching the class. It's a good friend of mine now, Rich Henrich. He's an Emmy award-winning director. Uh, he produces, he acts, he writes. I mean, he's an, an Emmy-nominated screenwriter as well. Like, really cool guy. Wow. And um, I got to go down, and I got to I got to translate. So I got a free trip to Ecuador that I got paid for. And, like you, I got to stay in the JW Marriott. So I lived in the nicest hotel in the entire country of Ecuador for 18 days. And it was 
It was pretty epic. But when we went there, one of the restaurants we went to was Peruvian, and I made everyone get Inca-Cola. And then the other thing that I got to do is that we got to put, like, a MacGuffin into the student film. So MacGuffin is, like, the item that they have to, like, include or, like, find or use. And so the second week, MacGuffin was Inca-Cola. Like, so every no student way. had to include Inca-Cola in their film. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that so, stuff. Was it so pretty – was it – everywhere like could you find it everywhere yeah readily available and they had like an they had an ecuadorian version called like el gallo like the rooster Mm. which is just a cheaper version of 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 inca cola because inca cola is from peru and so they hated the fact that it was peruvian drink of course but man it's good stuff i'm a fan i like it so by the way one cool thing they do down there is they have labels on they have three different color labels on all of their products it's like sugar sodium and fat Huh. And it tells you whether or not it's low, medium, or high in all of those things. And so you can just pick up a label and see, what, like, eyeball whether or not something's super unhealthy for you or not. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's why I went to Quito, Ecuador. And that's what we're going to talk about this time. Cool. I can't wait. Okay. So, the funny thing is when I signed up, um, they did open, uh, like, open applications for anyone to go down and you had to go and do an interview, do an interview. And I went and did the interview and I spoke to the head of our film school and one of the teachers who's been there for three years and we got to go over it and they asked me if I spoke Spanish and I said, yes, but they never tested me. So when we got to the airport and I met up with Rich, who I was going to be translating for, he's like, you feeling good? You feeling confident with your Spanish? I was like, yeah, man, I picked up Rosetta stone. We got like a five hour flight. I should be good. He's like, what? Ah. I was like, yeah, no one, it's like, no one tested me. And so oh, everyone man. got really, really nervous about it. So we stopped at like this little restaurant inside the airport here in Albuquerque called Tia Prontos. And I was like, that is Ant Fasts. Fast Ants Mexican. <laughs> I was like translating all the Spanish I could. So it was really funny. So got a nice little layover in Atlanta and then a five-hour flight down. And that was it. And we were in South America. So it's only five hours away to get to Quito, Ecuador. So that was pretty cool. Five hours is not bad. Like that's not, not bad, man. It's not at all. It's like flying to the East coast from the West coast. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, cool. so super, super fast flight. So we get down there. Um, one of the things is the elevation so high, it's like 10 to 11,000 feet above sea level. So a lot of people get altitude sickness. Yeah. But you so, were just fine. Well, one of my good friends that goes to school here is from Quito, Ecuador. So she told me, she's like, just make sure you have a candy bar. And as soon as you get off the plane, just eat a candy bar so your sugar is higher, so your insulin spiked, and you'll be fine. And I was fine. And other people ended up getting ill. Like, a bunch of people fainted. Like, one guy ended up, like, in bed for, like, a day because he just couldn't function. But I was fine. Like, I didn't get hit by that. So That's scary. Pretty interesting stuff, man, how just like 3,000, 4,000 feet above sea level will kind of mess with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so so we got there, and then the next morning we all like took a bus trip two hours away to a town called Otavalo. Hmm. Otavalo is like a market town. So similar to what you described in last week's podcast, you know, the market was really, it's just crazy. It's a tourist trap. I actually saw like three sets of missionaries there, like walking around. Um, what, but you go what in, kind of missionaries? Mormon missionaries. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I got out there, um, and I got to hold on one second. 
Sorry, I just think I'm funny with all the... With the what kind of missionaries? Yeah, you are funny. Emissaries for who? <laughs> right. So, anyway, we... Um, we get out there um, and we get to go around and everyone brings cash because they're selling like alpaca hoodies and alpaca blankets oh, and scarves dude. and all that fun stuff. Oh man, I sh- if I would have known, I would have totally had you bring me back an alpaca beanie. Dude, I oh, I could have I could have like, there everywhere. I got an alpaca so hoodie soft. and a blanket. So soft. So oh, my this blanket, is the though? thing. What? You got a blanket? I got a blanket and a hoodie. My alpaca blanket is one of my favorite blankets. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Super awesome. Sorry. Keep going. No, no worries. So um, this is sadly my favorite part of, of Ecuador was haggling. Oh, yeah. I love it. I just thrive on haggling. So I go in and I blow all of my money in the first like like 30 minutes and get killer deals on everything. And then I'm fine. I just like got everything I wanted. I'm done. And then I spent the rest of the time negotiating for everyone else. So I got like a hoodie that was originally $38. I got it for $26 or, or no, I got it for $22. Uh, later I got one for 16, like another time. Um, this one guy wanted three things that were like $28, $23 each. And I got them all three for $28 for him. Wow. Like, I mean, it was, I loved it. Like I just doing thrived like the, in the moment. Doing the cold shoulder, the walk away and the. Oh, you just let them like you let them haggle against themselves, man. Like you just like they're so desperate to sell to you because they know everyone yeah. else has the exact same products. My favorite. So they thing know. Is, go ahead. I was gonna say so they know if they don't close you right there, they're not gonna have a chance to close you. Yeah, my favorite thing about it is when you're like, you know, four dollars is just too much, and you like yeah. walk away. And then they like just they lose their minds and they're they like, do. "Fine, I'll give it to you for a dollar." It's like, "Yes, yeah. you will. Yes, you will." Because yeah. that three dollars really matters to me. Yep, that's so what I hate. I hate. And then you pull out I, a twenty. I get. Yeah, you got cash. That's yeah. what I hate, though. I hate when I get like so caught up, especially when you're in a foreign place where you kind of lose track of what the currency really is. Right. Um, for me, I hate it when I when I look back on it and it's like. I was really fighting with that guy over two bucks. Like, what yeah. kind of a jerk? This, this is worse because in Ecuador, they use the American dollar. Okay, yeah. There's That's no how exchange. it was in Cambodia. Yeah, so it's just an American dollar. Um, they have a couple times they've got their own, like, coins, but they're all the same shape and size as our American coins. And nice. Everyone accepts them interchangeably. There's, huh. I mean, everything's cheaper there. Like, to put it into perspective, the ads for Subway were you can get a six-inch f- for $2. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So to kind of show the the economy, but yeah, so, I mean, I was literally haggling over three or $4, but it was my favorite thing is I got to bust out these deals and just like close people. It was so much fun. I know that feeling. I do. I do. Yeah. So anyway, so the next day was, uh, so we drive back, um, we tried to find some, some llamas. I saw a dead pig and there was a girl with us. Oh, there was a suicidal dog. We were, (laughs) we were like driving in the van and we're talking and like we're stuck at like a traffic light and the guy we're with um he's an american he's the head of the film school's husband and he's talking to the girl about how eating dogs is a delicacy across the world and you shouldn't fall in love with your animals because one day you're gonna have to eat them to survive and all this stuff just oh, totally boy. messing with her and then i look at the window i was like oh look speaking of dogs and there's a little wiener dog and he's like just jumping around just as a fat little weird body and he jumped into the road right in front of a car did he die we all screamed. I forced myself to look away. And I forced myself to look back, and he survived. 
Oh my goodness. It was insane. It was like the most insane thing like I've had to witness. It was awful. Suicidal wiener dog in Quito, Ecuador, man. Oh, man. Oh, the cool thing is there's an active volcano down there, so you can see the volcano. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, there's volcanoes all over the place, and there's one, like, active and, like, How active steam and ash smoking? coming out. Yeah. Yeah, ash coming out right now. Cool. So, well, super cool. Not cool if it erupts, but very cool. Right. So, yeah, so the next day um, was Sunday, and so I, uh, as, a, as a good faithful Mormon, I uh, decided to do attend church, and so I looked it up, and I went down to the hotel cab and got in the hotel taxi, gave them the address, and he drove across the street and down three blocks and then let me out and charged me $3. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's great. Yep. So I was like, uh, okay, whatever. So I go to church and I take the sacrament and I'm a little hesitant to take the sacrament water because you don't drink yeah. unfiltered water in Quito, Ecuador. It's been blessed. <sighs> yeah. So later I'm trying to find a drink and I go into the kitchen after, during like Sunday school and I can see that there's a purified water bottle that's completely empty. Oh. And I'm like, oh no. And I got so sick from it. No way. From like Dude, a little like, tiny like cup? Just a little cup of water. Like like we're talking like maybe two ounces of water. Oh my god. Less gosh. than that. Maybe an ounce of water. Ugh. And the next day I woke up and I just like felt sick. Boiling. I had the runs. I like I worked out in the gym and I ended up like going upstairs and like puking and it got the double dragon it was coming out of both ends and then i'd like worked out really hard and so i couldn't eat anything so the next day like throughout the day that was like our first day of classes got to lunch i was just so weak like i was drinking cokes just to sort like have energy like well and to probably try to like calm your stomach yeah absolutely like it was drinking mineral water like so they have water and then they have water with gas is what they call it yeah gassy water agua con gas or sing gas that's how it was, uh, and with my, I'll tell in my trip, trip report next week is they'd have they'd have gassy water. Do you want gassy water? It's like yeah. No, I don't know whose gas that is. Right. I don't know where that gas has been. Yeah, so you have to clarify whether you want agua con gas or sin gas. I actually so, like I actually like it with gas. I like it depends. Water. It depends. I do it when I'm sick, but I don't really like the flavor that comes along with it. I like it. So anyway, so I was drinking that and then like I barely had anything. I made it through the day and got back and just fell asleep in my, my hotel, like 8 PM, woke up the next morning at seven and I was fine. But it was like that much water took me down, man. Yep. And it was I've like, got, I've got a similar story that I'm prepared to share with you next week. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Cause it was awful. <laughs> awful. But, um, right after church anyway, I got to go to, um, I got to go to, to lunch at a really, really nice sushi restaurant called No Way, where the, oh. the menus are like magazines. But I went with uh, my friend Sarah. Her dad is actually like the number one radio, like political, like radio show host in all of Ecuador. Like he's a, he's a famous, like we drove by the ambas- U.S. ambassador's house. There's like a giant statue of Abraham Lincoln out front. Hmm. And um, yeah, we like went through and... Um, yeah, he he's like go. He went to the Fourth of July celebration at the ambassador's house. That's like how power how high powered it is. But he took us to this really nice sushi restaurant called No Way. Had a great time. Got to converse with him. He gave me a signed book of his poetry in Spanish, which I've been trying to read and going through, which is fun. But it was like really cool just to have like that powerful of a connection. Just like really just be entertained by someone like that. Just because 
his daughter's one of our friends. Like it was, it was awesome. Yeah. My good friends over at Twirly Girl gave them like a bunch of clothes for like one of his, like one of their nieces and like loved them. I mean, it was just, it was just a fun time. It was a really cool experience to like do that. Dude, so cool. Yeah. So anyway, we, we got to our first week of film and Michael, we all know I had a very serious girlfriend for the last year and a half. I was in love with her. She's married and this. all that stuff now. So, so it's, it's been kind of tough and I haven't really felt like the spark. I haven't felt the spark in a long time. I fell in oh, love in Ecuador, man. dude. I fell in love the, in Quito, the, Ecuador. The, the, the Ecuador, the Equator women, the, yeah. <laughs> the Equator women, man, they're beautiful. Wow. But this one girl in particular, she's like What's 24. She's got Isabella. her stuff together. It's her second career. She's beautiful. The greatest smile in the world. Flirting with me all week. Class ends. I'm no longer like in a teaching position. So I feel like, okay, I can ask her out. So I said, What's... hey, you know, I'm fascinated by you. I'd really like to take you out. And she sends back. She's like, oh my gosh, you're so que, awesome. I would love nombre. to. <laughs> she's like, I would love to, but I have a really jealous girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> What was her name? Her name was Andrea Ortega. Andrea Ortega. Yeah. She can dance, man. She can dance some salsa. But yeah, it was, it was her, funny. With her girlfriend, though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Denied. So, Denied. So what, I know. So what's funny about it is um, the rest of the trip, like I, I'd been referring to her as my future wife. I was like, I found my future wife, like all week. Andrea I just told everyone about my future wife. And then I found out she was a lesbian. <laughs> so I started playing Pink Triangle by Weezer oh, nice. from Pinkerton. And the lyrics are, I'm dumb. She's a lesbian. I thought I had found the one. We were good as married in my mind. Married in my mind's no good. <laughs> like Pink Triangle on my sleeve. Like later on, it's like, everyone's a little queer. Why can't she be a little straight? <laughs> yeah, like those are the lyrics. So that's just like what we rocked out to for the rest of the trip. That's cool. ridiculous. Well, she's a wonderful person, and she's I'm sorry she's that great. You fell in love with a lesbian, Phil. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. But her name is so central, Andrea Ortega. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She's really cool. She's seriously best smile, man. I believe it, Phil. Yeah. Anyway, one other it. cool thing, one other cool experience I had is um, what, during that week when we were shooting, the first week we I got to go to a bunch of cool places. We got to shoot inside the basilica, like it's this giant cathedral, wow. beautiful architecture, beautiful stuff. We weren't allowed to film in there. No one said anything. We straight up filmed in there for like four hours. Really? No one said anything. Old ladies were like extras. They just stayed there the whole time and didn't move. And so like we had like perfect continuity in like the student films <laughs> and like crazy. Um, went to a great. park, saw a bunch of people urinating openly in the park, like just whipping nice. out their wieners and just peeing. But one of the one of the cool things is on the outskirts of what what used to be the outskirts of Quito, because Quito is just a massive city with like two million people in it. Just on the outskirts of Quito, um, there's a town called Wapulo, G U A P A L O, and okay. Wapulo is known. It's famous because that's where the conquistadors rode into Quito. So it's like cool. the Conquistador Road. Yeah. And right there is a little Catholic university, and, and there's a Catholic school, and right inside the Catholic chapel is the original chapel that the Conquistadors built. Huh. It's like built around it. And right out front, there's this giant statue of like this one-eyed, eye-patched Conquistador with his sword out and his dog, and it's just really cool, Don awesome Quixote. place. Really cool. The problem I ran into is there are little flies that bite your legs and put poison into your skin. And so my legs were just like bleeding like massive like welts of bug bites for like a week because of that. 
Yeah, it sucked. But it was a really cool place. I do recommend going there. Beautiful paved streets, just like amazing twists and turns up the mountains. You go into Quito, lots of great history. How did you feel um, like the safety of the city was? Like, like I, I felt know, super like, safe. So you were you were safe as like uh, you know as a man in in the country. Do you do you think that a woman would feel safe being alone, or would you say like don't go out at night or go out with someone? Um, I think it depends on where you're at. Sure, um, I, sure, I think you would course. always want to have someone with you. Um, where we were is like the big tourist place. I mean, it's like a McDonald's yeah. and a Burger King right there, oh, and then so you walk down like. Fine. You walk down like five blocks and you're in what they call La Foch. La Foch is like the big center, what they call also referred to as Gringolandia. Because they got like a bunch of Americanized restaurants and bars and pubs. And that area is super fine, bright lit. It's kind of like a mini Times Square with tons of restaurants. But all around that is pretty dangerous. Yeah. Like all, you wouldn't walk around all around that area. Yeah, you're not going to be walking down a dark alley and feeling safe. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, taxis are so cheap there. It's just take a taxi, it's like a dollar. To get sure. you back to your hotel, two dollars to get across the city, you know. Three dollars if you get ripped off. Right, like maybe six if you're driving all the way across the city. Huh. So yeah, so I mean, but I think it's great. I would love to go back and live there. Actually, I'm actually really? trying to figure out a way to make that happen. Go back and just like study for a semester, maybe at that school, and just that'd be cool. Yeah, man, so, I just didn't, loved it that much. How was the talent of the students? Talent was really good. I mean, I was impressed. One of the kids in our second week class, which I'm going to talk about, he, um, his dad is actually the most famous director in Ecuador, and oh. he was, like, really talented. A lot of the kids are really good. Um, Andrea is actually a cinematographer, so she runs the camera. Andrea and she, Ortega. Andrea Ortega. But she did. I mean, she was amazing. Like, she did, she did a really good job. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some of them weren't great. Some of them were amazing. I, I learned a ton, though, from Rich. His class was awesome, and I got to hear it in English, translate to Spanish. I really got to immerse myself in directing, like how to direct, cool. how to think about layers, and how to think about, like, the details. And so next time you're, like, watching a film, pay attention to how many close-up shots there are on things that aren't faces, like, you know, uh, like someone picking dirt out of their fingernails or someone tapping their foot on the ground or someone, like, you know, like scratching so, their arm or yeah, touch, putting something into the radio. Yeah, yeah, the inserts, um, pretty, pretty cool story. Robert Rodriguez is, um, he's the guy who did the mariachi and like, um, he did, uh, what else did he do? Once upon a time in Mexico and Desperado. Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Yeah. The shark Boy, Lava Girl. I love Spy Kids. <laughs> but he did all of those. Um, his business, his partner, who was the original mariachi, he taught Rich, Rich, he was in Rich's first film and he said, he taught him what he calls the business. And the business is the close-ups. They're the little intricate details that make that character a character, right? Yeah. And, I mean, we could probably spend an entire podcast if, if everyone wanted to going into what I learned in that directing class. It was, sure. you'd find it fascinating. But, I mean, it was, it. it was awesome. We could just take the last scene from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, like The Last Duel, and yeah. just use that as an example on directing. Really? Super cool stuff. You'll never watch any movie the same after that. Well, I don't know if that's a good thing. No, it's I'm it's a good kidding. thing. You'll pick up way more. It was really good. So um, anyway, we wrapped up that week, and a bunch of us uh, took a ride out to Mindo. Mindo, Ecuador is a really cool little quaint town, and if you're going to go anywhere in Quito, I definitely think you have to go to Mindo. And you can stay in the hostels. The hostels are like $17 a night, and lots of American people there. 
but um, it's really cool, like adventure town. But the really cool thing is they've got like waterfalls and they've got what well, it's a cloud forest. So it's not a rainforest. It's a cloud forest because you're so hot. Yeah, you're so high up. Cool. Yeah. So we rode a cable car like, you know, it's the longest cable car in Ecuador or across a ravine. And then you go, then we hike down 400 meters to the bottom and you get to like look at all of these waterfalls. There's like seven of them down there. And we get down to the bottom and we see this like waterfall and there's a place where you can go up and it turns out you can, you can go up there and there's other pools and you can jump off the waterfall up there. And I was like, Oh, let's go do it. So we all hike up this super sketchy rusted out like ladder, use rappelling rope to climb up like the rock face to get up to the top. And it's like $2 cause it's private property. And the, that's just the owner charges you to like use his private pools and stuff. Sure. So we're like, okay, great. And he says, okay. And so he explains, you're going to go up here. You're going to, you're going to walk around. And then at the end, you're going to jump into the waterfall and everyone chicken out but me. And I was like, well, I'll do it. And he said, you can't go. We don't have a harness big enough for you. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, number one, why are you giving people harnesses to jump into a waterfall? That seems dangerous. Yeah. Number two, number two, thanks a lot. So, jerk. so we got to head what out. What do you think I am? Pregnant? <laughs> right. Two babies, man. You think there's two babies in here? I had some callback to last week. Yes, it is. You got to. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What makes you, that's what makes a successful story. Right? Callback. Still funny now. You got assaulted by a middle-aged Chinese woman at a Chinese massage parlor. For those of you that don't know. <laughs> so anyway, we like hiked back up, and then we went into Mindo, and then we had like some of the best brick oven pizza I've ever had, man. Really? Yeah, it was really good. Really bet, good. I'm sure that like all the ingredients are just so fresh. Yeah, for well, amazing. And like, oh man, the best tomato I've ever had was just on a crappy sandwich we got like when we were out shooting. It's amazing. Like the, the school sent us with because it was so fresh. So it was like hearty, beefy. That was, that was my question. Did the school kind of? Uh, did they host you? Like, set everything up, plan where you would go, like, kind of facilitate the trip. Well, every lunch, every lunch we went out with like the head of the film school, his assistant, and then two of the other teachers. But like, and it was I mean, like, like a German guy like, and his Cuban wife. I mean, like the like finding the filming locations or no. taking you places, or was that all on you guys to decide where and, uh, and and to find out on your own? It was up to us and the students, and then they made the arrangements by renting us like uh, buses and things like that to get around. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So That's we worked awesome. with the students on the scripts writing them, figuring out the shot list, figuring out like the production schedule, all of that stuff, treated it like it was an actual film set and then sent them out to go actually shoot their stuff. And then when they got back, they had one day of editing on Friday and they had to finish in one day. So it was like, I mean, it was an intensive for sure. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. And like the students were probably working until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night every night because we gave them so much work to work on. But I mean, it was awesome because they were telling us that they learned more in one week with us than they had in an entire semester with their directing teachers or their screenwriting teachers. That's brutal. Yeah. That's, the thing is, is that just makes me so sad because like clearly it's their passion and they're, they're being limited in their education, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, film filming keto is different. I mean, it's just Ecuador is a burgeoning like film like system now. It's just not. Yeah. It's becoming something, and it's it's new, and there's a lot of great opportunity there totally. if you want to be a filmmaker. Yeah, but you still have to have the drive and the passion to make it for happen, sure, just like you do here. Like, for cool. sure, we so so I'll get to this, but like the next week, I mean, I'll just get to it now. So the second week we went out and we um we went we like found a random 
like little library that had a theater at the bottom that was showcasing some of the student films. And so we like went in and watched them huh. and like heard combat commentary from the, from the filmmaker. And it was like a super weird, like claymation film about a baby, a mummy with a baby head who like plants a coin and waters it and like gets like a slutty wife out of it. It was a super weird, like dark, uh, weird thing. It doesn't make any sense. Weird. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, huh. um, yeah, we did that, um, and afterwards we were talking to, uh, we met a director who had been shooting for 24 months on a film, and he, he was not done, but it was, they could what? only shoot on weekends, and they could only shoot with borrowed equipment. What are they, what was he shooting? It was just a film. Wow. A film with a trailer, so it's like a guy from LA who'd moved to Ecuador, and he was just using borrowed equipment and just shooting on the weekends. 24 months, wow. Yeah. Like, you so, would have to really... Oh man, you'd have to just have to be have such a plan. Not to mention the setup, like every week. Right. Wow. Right. It's sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. So, so yeah. I mean, that's that's just kind of what you're dealing with. So you got to definitely be dedicated, for sure. So while we were in Mindo, just to to wrap up these pieces because I know we're running out of time, um, we actually went to a butterfly like farm. And so we got to see just all these incredible butterflies. We got to walk through like all the stages of what they look like and how they become caterpillars and like what happens when they leave the cocoons. And I mean, you just get to walk around with butterflies and hummingbirds. And I took a poop in the smallest bathroom I've ever taken a poop in my entire life. Like small girls would have a hard time pooping in this bathroom. Oh man. It was awful. Like the width of my femur. And it's not even because I'm a big guy. It's like my, from my knee, from my patella to the point where my femur or enter yeah my femur enters my hip was not yeah. as like the bathroom was not that wide so i like had the sky deuce into a bathroom like why why didn't i get a bathroom review for this uh i probably i have photos i can send photos if yeah. you want do a bathroom it, it was, review it was awful like i like there's poop everywhere when i was done oh, like, no. I, had to, <laughs> just I don't want i don't want photos anymore <laughs> not photos of that i cleaned it up first but it was awful it was awful. But after that, we got to go to a chocolate factory, and we got to have... I had the best brownie I've ever had in my life. Fresh cocoa. Fresh are cacao. About, are we still talking about the bathroom? No. We're not. We're talking about the chocolate factory. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, shut up, Mike. With the it best delicious, brownie. Man. It was delicious. <laughs> delicious, man. Wow, that's so, so cool. Yeah, the next day was the 4th of July, and so we as Americans went around trying to find a good place to get a good burger and do our laundry, and we, like, like had hand-delivered, I hand-delivered 20 pounds of laundry, and it was $16 to get it all washed by these old Ecuadorian women and folded Dude. and pressed just perfectly. Did they, put, did they put strings in it? for underwear and socks. What? Did they put strings in it? No. To identify yours? So one of my favorite things from Peru is that when they did my laundry, they took like this green, this green string, and they put it through like every sock, every pair of underwear, every shirt, everything, in just kind of like a hidden place. And so I still have like socks and like stuff where I have this green string in there, and it's been like no. ten years, but yeah, like I awesome. love it because I look back on it and I'm like, this is so cool that I had this in Peru. <laughs> it's so that's funny. awesome. It's just funny. But. No, we found like this super sketchy like little laundromat that we took our clothes to, but it was like sixty bucks to just do like two pairs of pants, your underwear, and your socks at the JW. Yeah, and it was like sixteen dollars to do that. 
So it's because it, it's because the Marriotts they're meant for uh, people that are traveling and they just right. expense it all. Right, and they, we were we were given a, like a per diem so that we could do that, but we ended up getting it cheaper. But we found like this delicious shawarma place, man. <gasps> shawarma, by this Lebanese place, and just like chilled out on the Fourth of July, ate some shawarma while our clothes were being washed. Dude. Went back and checked on them; they weren't done. Then we went to a Chili's so that uh, this girl and uh, Rich could get like a, a Heinekenada, whatever it is, Heinekenita, a Heineken margarita. Okay. Yeah, and so we had Jilly's. Funny story, like, one of the teachers, like, paid with his card, and the guy's like, can I see your ID? And so he just, like, starts undoing his pants, and he, like, reaches into the secret place where he's got a copy of his passport. The guy's like, no, no, you're good. Like, no, no. Like, he's like, ah, no. We're okay. We don't <laughs> we don't need your ID. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so that was our 4th of July. I mean, that was, that was fun. Um, yeah, so then the next day, the Pope showed up. The Pope, the Pope. Did uh, you like see Saint, him? Yeah. Well, from my hotel like in, room, in you the, can see yeah, the, like Pope in the Pope Mobile or something. Yeah, it's called the Papa El Papa Mobile. Is what it's called yeah. there. Yeah. So, so the Pope's there, um, and he's staying three blocks away from our hotel, and the entire city's like shut down. Yeah. So, so Tuesday there's no school because he's had mass. Um, Monday was a little crazy. Wednesday, we had to get out of our taxis and walk a mile to the school because it was just like blocked down and shut down for the Pope. Dude, I mean, it was nice. crazy. I've got photos of that on my website. They call me Phil.com just down at the bottom. You can see kind of how crazy it was. Cool. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Pope was there. That, I mean, that was pretty awesome. Like, got to see his house, got to see the people. Like, we could see him on the news from like the executive club in, in the Marriott. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Oh, one other thing. So when we left um, Mindo, we stopped in a place called Mitad del Mundo, which is the middle of the world. And so I actually, when I was there, I gave your kids these little statues and they're little yeah. marble replicas of this giant museum of zero latitude, like the equator. One of them, one of them's busted now. The other one yep. is still safe and still, yeah. pre- still okay. <laughs> yeah, they got broken in customs. So they were broken before your children got them. So oh. well, there's one just need to be fine. super. Yeah, it needs to be um, hot glued for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so we went through that, and then the second week we went on a shooting day. We got to go all over town. We got to see all kinds of cool stuff. I went into this like underground club where you literally like walk into the back of like a bar and then walk through like walk up steps through a hole in the wall and then back into this back room where they have like an underground like sitting area in this little bar and it was a pretty cool place. And we got to shoot in there and do some fun stuff and just got to know keto and just really like love and appreciate the city for how beautiful and wonderful it is. And fell in love, man, fell in love with the city. One, one last thing that I think was really cool, um, is one of the people that was there is a wonderful lady named Soledad and she's from Chile and she's one of the, she's like the top producer in all of Ecuador now. And until she had met us, she had met only one other American man. And her what? roommates are straight up communists, like anti-American oh. communists. They refer to us as the evil empire, like all this stuff. And so it was a really cool thing where we got to spend time with her, treat her with the dignity we treat American women with, you know, paid for her meals, kind of like made sure she was taken care of, made sure it was a priority, opened the door for all of this stuff. And it was just really cool to see someone's heart just soften a, lot, a little bit just to yeah. kind of predispose like things. Because the last guy she met just wasn't like, I mean, he's kind of a douche. Like he's just not... He ended up like hooking up with one of the students who had just graduated, but she was still like a 23 year old and he's like in his sixties, like 
totally like sets Ooh. the stage for American men is everything sleazy you'd think. And so it was just a really cool opportunity to spend time with them and with her. And she took us to the place she calls her home, which is her favorite little like diner, like bar place. And we just got to go eat some really bad hamburgers and tell her how delicious they were. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, it was just a fun opportunity. So that's so cool. Yeah, man. That's I love so it. Cool. I love, I love South America. I've only been to, um, I've only been to Peru, uh, but I yeah I, well and I guess Uruguay. For yeah, man. Well, Uruguay. I I just want to go back. I mean, I loved it. It was it was so many places that I want to go. Like, I want to go to Brazil. I want to go to Chile. Yeah, to Argentina for sure. I want to see I'd the love penguins. I love love to go to Equator. Yeah. Well, well, let me just tell you. I think the coolest thing that I learned, um, and this is just part of like our puritan, puritanical American work ethic, is you know we're always obsessed with what we did in the past, and like, oh man, I messed up, and I could have fixed that. You know, we got to repent and fix that thing. Uh-huh. But then we're also worried about the future, and I got to be prepared for that thing, and that thing's going to come soon. And if I'm not prepared, I'm not going to be able to do everything I want with that thing. You know, all yeah. of that stuff too. Um, and I'm sitting there and I'm like talking about like I had a client issue and I was like, oh man, I should have done this. Oh, well, I'll have to deal with it later. And she looks at me, so that and she looks at me, she teaches me this beautiful lesson. She says, you Americans, you're so caught up in the past and the present that you can't even enjoy the past and the future. You can't even enjoy the present. She's like, just take That's a moment and appreciate where you're at right now. Like yeah. live now, appreciate where you are now and then handle, deal with it later. And I was like, wow, I mean, that's, that's hugely thing. And so it was yeah. great to just be out of my head, that's be out so of my head cool. and just appreciate the beauty of this wonderful country and the beautiful people. And it was, it was awesome. I love that, man. That's so cool. Well, yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited that you got that opportunity and, and, and now you've got the bug. Yeah, I did. I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to my next travel. Hopefully with your little brother, I want to go backpack across Europe with him, man. You should do it. It sounds like just, a plan. He would I talked to him it. about it. I talked to him about it. I said, let's really? figure out when. Yeah, I did when I was there for Houston's birthday party. Dude, that would be so cool. So. Yeah, he's he's just looking for someone to go with. So if any of you belly buttons out there know of somebody that's looking to backpack Europe or even backpack the whole globe, he's going to he's gonna plan on probably doing uh, a, a summer sales next year save up money and use all the money that he makes to fund his his travel that's awesome i i would love to do it with him man it sounds fun cool well this has been another great episode of the smelly cast yeah it's great it's great to do my little trip report trip report trip report i did a trip report All right, smelly bellies, we'll smell you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Doodaloo.